Excellent. All right. And we are back with Radio Room uh, production freebies for all of you out there in Radio Land. I am here, of course, with the magnanimous Steel Tyler Philippek. I try. I try to do what I can. Thank you very much, Tyrant. No problem. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Queens of the Sapphire Sea, which Woo-hoo! is Steel's wonderful contribution to Radio Room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, Steel, where did this come from for you? So, I mean, initially... Uh, I'll start with the obvious. I'm a huge fan of Hayao Miyazaki, love all of his films. If anybody's out there who loves Miyazaki, you'll know exactly what this piece is, you know, a loving homage to seaplane pirates in the Mediterranean Sea set in the 1930s. It's pretty easy to pick up. Uh, Initially, though, this was a fantasy piece that I then later crafted into something a little more real. I wanted to try to get into a little more of the themes that work in the real world uh, of uh, love, romance, uh, what it means to, you know, fight and still love somebody. And not to say that those can't happen in a fantasy piece, but I wanted to definitely ground it a little more in reality so that it could be funny and real at the same time. You gonna get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally, man. That's, I, I like that a lot. Uh, so, okay, so th- the setting is really interesting to me. I'm like, what what inspired you to talk about that setting in particular? You know, I took French for a long time, and, you know, I... I look at it now and I can read it, but being able to speak it, I just, it just, it can't come to me. I'm one of those people who, like, languages is terrible with me. But I love French culture. I love French food. I love the romanticism of that era. Uh, and I just love the the kind of that high-flying but really cultured take on everything. And it felt to me like that was going to be a place, like a real place that I could do a lot of research and try to get aspects out of. But I could also play a little fast and loose because the conceit of this is that it's being told by one of the main characters to her granddaughter 80 or 90 years after the fact. No, maybe not 90 years, 80 years after the fact. So it allows for a little bit of playing with the facts to kind of allow things to move. So it was, you know, the best of both worlds, I felt, reality and fantasy and romanticism. Awesome. That sounds cool. I mean, you bring up an excellent point with the granddaughter and daughter relationship. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about Belle and uh, Madeline's relationship in particular. I think that that's really like the crux of the piece um, is is the relationship between these these two women. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, Belle, so for listeners who have not yet read anything going on with this piece or listened to it, Belle Bernassi is the main character. She is this uh, kind of high-flying, no-nonsense kind of pilot, and her niece... Uh, Madeline is, she's a dreamer. She doesn't necessarily like this life as a seaplane gunner. They're kind of forced together. They love each other, their family, but they also have a lot of problems with one another. Um, you know, Belle is trying to be the best aunt she can be. She doesn't like that Madeline is doing some of the things that she's doing for reasons that will become clear throughout the series. And Madeline feels that Belle is, you know, not quite living up to her capabilities as a caretaker, even though they love each other. So what I really wanted to do was explore that dynamic when you have somebody, an authority that you love or respect, but don't necessarily always like. And, I, and you know, I, I believe what, you know, Chuck Palahniuk said about characters, you know, you, you really shouldn't have scenes alone with characters. You always should have some kind of conflict going on. And having two different, very different characters who love each other and are in conflict makes for some very interesting dynamics uh, pretty much anytime you throw them together. 
That's awesome. Where do you see their relationship evolving into? You know, I'm trying to keep an open mind because, you know, we're writing this together. Um, I've written two episodes. Adam Lance Garcia is just about to finish a draft at this point. You're just about to finish a draft. I want to allow it to, you know, engage organically. I had an idea uh, about something and then a couple other writers pitched me some things that they uh, liked a lot. And I thought that's a great idea. And I didn't want to stimmy them. So I want to see where this goes. Uh, but I do want to see it evolve in directions that are not typical. They're atypical. I don't want this to be kind of come a, um, you know, oh, you know, we hate each other, but we love each other. I want to play a little a little tougher than that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, speaking of relationships as well, there are a handful of hints that you've sort of dropped uh, between Kingston's feelings towards uh, Belle. And I'm, I'm curious if that's something I, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Um, what are what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's I always tell my friends I hate that will they won't they kind of dynamic, particularly in shows, because then that's all that it becomes about, you know. But at the same time, having a little bit of that dynamic also kind of helps because you're in you're in close quarters with somebody for a long time, and Kingston and Bell have a long history get together. They're naturally going to be those kind of romantic notions, you know, entertained on either party. Uh, Kingston has been very hurt in his past. He was an RAF pilot who went blind and he can't do the thing that he loves anymore. Or can he listen in? And Belle very much was also hurt just after uh, World War One. So she has her own baggage. So whether they can come together or not, we're going to have to see. It might wind up tragically. It might wind up romantically. It might wind up somewhere in the middle. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. Um, you you kind of hinted a little bit at something there. Um, what other secrets do you think that you can tease right now for the upcoming season and beyond? We're going to find out just why, uh, just, just how, I should say, Kingston and Belle came together. We're going to find out what just happened with Belle that set her on this course. Not to give too much away, but it has to do with high-flying adventure and uh, mafiosos in the... Mm, 1925 era-ish. So if you know your French history, you know what's going on there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think we'll all be brushing up on our French history just a little bit to enjoy this uh, even more. Aha, exciting. Right. French <laughs> history of the 1920s, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling me out on my boringness there, Steele. No, no. Oh, I'm the one who's writing this stuff, so... <laughs> No, this is excellent. Well, I can't wait to see what else we come up with uh, for this. And I'm really stoked to see the rest of the series. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks, everybody. Check out our, our website, uh, www.radioroomshow.com. Yeah, and check uh, us out on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, Real Radio Room, and I believe it's Radio Room Show on Facebook as well. Sweet. We're stoked to hear from you guys. Take care. <laughs>